0: afternoon and happy Saturday ladies. Welcome to another episode of a Rayma Word for Women brought to you by Rhema Women's Center. I'm Serene Dumas Lee, your host and the founder of Rhema Women's Center. I hope you ladies walked through some doors, opened some doors and let some closed on this week and did something out of the box. We have a great show for you today. I'm super excited. Y'all know how I do. I am a Marvel fan all day long. So I like to call my friends, my super friends, and my spiritual juggernauts. And I have some amazing ladies in the building that are part of a great anthology. And I'm just super excited to have them. And we're going to get a rainbow word for them. We're going to let the Holy Spirit move, do what he do. And we're going to get out his way. Miss Dawn Leak the visionary author of Drop the Mask and Share the Crown. Dawn, how are
1: you, dear? Hey, how are you? Thank you so much for having us today.
0: I'm excited, excited, excited. I'm so glad you ladies decided to join us on today. And like I said, y'all know how we do here at Rainbow Words, Kingdom and Lady Conversation. We're going to let the Holy Spirit move on today. Dawn, tell us what this book is about.
1: This book was, you know, it it, God brought this one to me and um, I kind of questioned it at first because I I, I wasn't quite understanding what he was giving me and then he gave it all to me. So the book is about collaboration. It is about collaboration between women um, of all races, ethnicities, sizes, religions, all coming together as one people um, in collaboration. And so, so the biggest piece of this is it's, it's about collaboration from all different aspects. There's the stories in this are so interesting. It's not just a story about, you know, one woman working with another woman in collaboration and how great is that? Um, It's not like that. You'll be, the reader will be very surprised at the different aspects of collaboration. And, and the reason this came to me, was that I could see where we are at as a country, we are in this huge divide. And, um, you know, I've said it before, let's face it, women, women rule the world, we run, we run most things. And so if we can link arms together as one, Mm -hmm. um, you know, we can make some changes in this world, because right now we're, we're in a big divide that, that doesn't need to be, you know, we can, we can work on it.
0: Wow, that that wow, that just blew me. Um, because I didn't expect the book to be about that. I mean, I heard little tidbits and seen stuff on Facebook, but oh wow, oh girl, y'all about to open up some eyes. Y'all yes. about to have some enemies. Let's be real, right? Yes. But so what? So what? It's not meant for them, and it is if it's not in their hearing right now, it may be something their subconscious they need to reach back and go get. <laughs> Because yeah. like you said, Don, if you have not noticed, women are running the world. We got a whole vice president in the office. We just want step away from taking over <laughs> if we haven't taken right. over everything, right? There's right. some shape or form that we are always all CEOs, COOs, and we start that at our homes. You know, mm-hmm. that's our first ministry. That's our first company. So you can't tell me a woman cannot run a company, cannot work with other people. We do it all day long within family in our own homes. And we right. know how to work through the arguments and the bickerment and the disagreeing, uh, the children <laughs> are our employees, <laughs> right. <laughs> will, right? So Dawn with this book, when you say God gave it to you, was it in tidbits? Like you said, he gave it all to you. Was it just like a
1: massive download and you just yes. went with it?
0: Oh, wow. That's awesome. Yeah.
1: It, it was a massive download. It was, it was a very quick project. It was like, The direction was sent, do it and do it now. And and one of the things that was made very clear to me, and I'm not a political person and I don't normally talk politics at all. um, But what what was shown to me is the divide in our country, which if you look at where we're at right now on things, um, a lot of it has been politically spurred. So we have two parties that are fighting against each other and they're, they're pitting the people against each other when sometimes we don't even understand what we're hating about or what we're fighting about. You know? it, it's, um, you know, yes, there are some sure controversies that need to be addressed. <laughs> Absolutely. You know, we're not saying that, but what we're saying is understand what you're doing before you do it. Don't let others pit, pit you against you know, a, a specific person or a group or or whatever, um, that, that's not God's way. We are all God's people. And so it was just kind of sent to me, um, you know, very abruptly, it's time to talk about this. This is the elephant in the room. Um, you know, you're being pitted against each other and, and you're not even understanding what you're doing. So I, I, I read something last night on Facebook and it was so amazing to me because it summed it up perfectly. It said we have two parties that are fighting against each other and pitting people against each other. And at night, they, they, when they finish their day, they go out to dinner together and they decide what they're going to pit the people against for tomorrow. And so that's kind of how it was brought to me. It's like, this is not, this is all of what's happening in our country right now, doesn't necessarily need to be happening. There are things, yes, that need to be addressed, absolutely. Um, But there are other things that are being created, which has kind of put us back, in my estimation, it's kind of put us back as our country being in unity about 50 years yeah. I mean, we're uh, in a different yeah. place right yeah. now. We are in a different place right now, and it was created um, you know, accentuated in places where sometimes it didn't have to be. Yes, points needed to be brought up. things needed to be addressed. but some of it is being created for the vision of, you know politics versus the the you know, the betterment for the people. So that so the book has some controversial, you know, chapters in it. People are, but people are telling their truth. They are, they are telling a story of what they were called to discuss. And, and so, you know, like you said, there may be some enemies that may not want to hear it. Um, there may be some people that read it and just maybe open up their eyes a little bit and, and think about it. And so that's what we really wanted to do. We wanted to just you know, say, say what well, tell our stories of collaboration and, and from all different aspects. And maybe someone will read that and say, you know what, I thought that maybe I wasn't biased or I thought that maybe I wasn't racist. But when they read the story, maybe they are, you know? And that's the only way. If we address this elephant in the room, right. we can make a change. We can make a change. What I love about the
0: project is as, as I saw... the the beautiful graphic, shout out to Shadaria, (laughs) all the beautiful graphics and things going on. No one looks the same. I love that. Everyone's different. So you're showing women of all races, colors, creed, can come together, do a combative almost project Mm -hmm. and make a difference. So I applaud you, ladies, just for being that bold, you know, because this can be the foundation for the next generation you know there's a lot of young girls coming up behind us that when i was younger i wish i had someone like y'all or like me who were bold enough didn't just get bold in their 40s okay that's me (laughs) so i'm gonna jump over to miss liz miss liz tell us what this project means to you
2: well you know one one thing that came out of this tip for me is um as i wrote my chapter because I have had I've worked around a lot of women and been in a lot of situations where they were not collaborative, they were competitive Mm -hmm. and it made for very difficult um, work environments Um, in those instances. What I love about this book and, and some of these other things. Um, that I've been involved in is I've seen all these women coming together and I've seen how we're all working together. We celebrate each other. I see, um, you know, everybody builds each other up. I don't see people tearing each other down or are talking about somebody or, or any of that in our, in our group chats and then in the other conversations that we have, you don't see that. And that is something that I believe this book has helped us to bring that together as for us to, um, joined together in collaboration. I mean, we had to collaborate to, to, in order to do this project. And, um, I believe that we did a great job. Dawn has been a fabulous leader. Can't give her enough kudos for what she's done and leading us in this effort and, um, working with all these amazing women. I'm just, I'm just like, I have a whole new bunch of friends that I don't mind calling on and, and talking with and, and, um, learning from, and, and I don't feel like they're going to that I'm in competition with them because we all want to see each other be successful and succeed in life.
0: That's awesome. I think you made a good point when you said that it's competition. You know, I think we all can relate to, especially in the career work area, I think we can all relate to that crabbing mentality um barrel you know let me get there before this one get there let me take this from you let me let me reach it before you do instead of building on each other and helping each other and gleaning from each other you know that's what the bible talks about I believe troll truly totally that um what was it the book of Ruth she gleaned he left stuff out for her so why can't Boaz left stuff out for her so why can't the sisters of all creeds and races, leave stuff out for each other and just glean and build on each other and grow together. It's enough out here for everybody. I love that about And you
2: people. know, and Serene, too, it's not just in the workplace. I see it in churches. When I, mean, I wow. attend a significant enough sized church that I see women in the churches uh competing against each other and and it, it it's sad. I mean, we're supposed to be. Christian women working together for the good of the of the Lord and ministry, not competing with one another. Um, and, and I see that happening um from time to time in, in church situations too. So it's not just in the world, it's in the house too. Oh, well, listen, let's not go there about the clicks, right? Oh God,
0: <laughs> I cannot stand them clicky. Listen, let me be on a corner pew by myself over here, just me and Jesus, because I don't have time for y'all group. <laughs> that's just me I, drama. Don't, I, I don't I don't get that so that I'm glad you brought that up that's a sticky situation another elephant in the room as Dawn would say and people mm-hmm. don't want to deal with it in the house but you know here we go we are the church right so let's go outside and spread the message of first Jesus Christ and then this message right here this all aligns on what he was doing anyway mm-hmm. so Oh God! Clicks in, in the church house. I can't. We're not going there today, Miss Liz.
3: Miss <laughs> <laughs> Catrice, how are you, honey? Doing well. How are you? So glad to be here with you this evening.
0: Good, good, good. I'm glad to have you. Nice to finally meet you. I love your accent. I love it.
3: Wow, I didn't I didn't know I had one.
0: <laughs> well, to me, you do. Girl, listen, I told you I'm from Jersey by way of Georgia. So I hear it and I'm like, oh my God, if I could just have a little southern swing. It'll- It'll yeah, come. I got that. They <laughs> tell me all the time, girl, you too northern. You need to get some southern hospitality. Look, I'm gonna hit it and quit it and tell you how I feel.
2: I heard let's, that. Let's
0: be real. <laughs> so can you just tell me, tell us, right? Tell us what this project meant to you. What, what was your chapter about? What did, what did you face? You know, what was your prayer time like? Because I'm sure you ladies went into massive prayer because you had to really seek God to figure out which direction to go in because this is a tough, non-talked about area.
3: Yeah. Well, well, Serene, Um, the title of my chapter is The Making of a Queen. Mm. And um, when Dawn uh, pitched the uh, book to me, she was talking about, um, you know, how we as women um, like to compete against one another and we need to do more collaboration. And so I came from the standpoint of being a young girl who was always in um, beauty pageants, Mm. always in that competitive world. And so when I got to thinking about it, um, growing up in that world, it just migrates over into adulthood if you don't handle it coming out of being a child. So you grow up being a competitive individual. And then once you're grown, if you haven't handled that, then what else do you know besides competing? You just think that's the way you're supposed to live. And let's just be honest. Um, Women have been competitive from the beginning of time. And you have, I mean, like I said, you have all these beauty patches, you have Miss Universe, you have Miss USA, you have Miss Black this and Miss Black that and Miss whoever, and yeah. so it's always this thing of competition, and so I, I approached it from that standpoint of the competition, and growing up, you know, with that in me, and not being able to decipher when it was time to collaborate, and when it was time to compete, and um, after I eventually tackled that demon, because that's what it was, because I was always, yeah, I was always in, you know, pageant, if it wasn't a pageant, it was 4-H, if it wasn't 4-H, it was Girl Scouts, And we were always competing against one another and just, you know, keeping it real. I always wanted to be number one. And if I wasn't number one, then I was feeling some type of way, even though I, even though I got a trophy or I got a banner or a crown, it didn't matter. I wasn't number one. And I always came back saying, Oh, I'm gonna get you next time. And so that just takes root. And you don't, if you don't deal with it, it just spills over into your adulthood. So I tackled it from that standpoint, as well as, um, Tackling the fact that I grew up um, with a grandmother that uh, served the elite whites. Um, she took care of doctors' children and 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 lawyers' children, and she cooked for them, and just a uh, just whole gamut. But when she got ready to eat, she couldn't eat with them, Serene. She had to go out back and eat. And mm-hmm. so she would come home and talk about those things, and me being a child, hearing all of that, then it it, it culminated in me, and then it made me feel... As a child, because you can't decipher all that as a child, it says to me, well, all white people are the same. They're going to treat me the same way that they treat my great grandmother. And so that was another, um, that was another demon that I had to tackle. So I, I came, I came to, you know, to my, from my chapter, from those two standpoints, being a little girl, having competition raised up in you. And at the same time, having racism take root in you. Mm -hmm. And so Dawn pitched the book to me. It was just it was just, you know, at the right time. I met Dawn back in 2019. And um, if I hadn't tackled those demons before I met her, there's no way I would have collaborated with her because she was a white woman. So I would have cut initially cut myself off from a whole world of of meeting women and collaborating and, and doing all these projects because of what grew up in me as a child. But, you know, growing up and, and, and becoming, a, you know, a woman and, and going to God and saying, look, I need you to help me handle this because I have a daughter that's coming up. And if I allow this to keep rooting in me, then I'm just going to transfer it to her. So now I'm, I, I look at life, you know, from a standpoint of uh, collaboration is hot and competition is not. So we got to learn. It doesn't matter if you're white, black, blue or purple. We have one guy that made all of us and we, you know, we, we are just one race. We are the human race. And so if you would just, if you would just take time to look on the inside, you know, do that inner work, Mm -hmm, then mm -hmm. the outer appearance of other people wouldn't have an effect on you. If you do the inner work, the outer work of people wouldn't have an effect on you. So um, in the making of a queen, it took a whole lot of stuff for me to get to where I am. You know, and now I do wear a crown, and I wear it proudly, but at the same time, I can share it with the next woman to say, you know, I got this information and I think it'll be something that that can help you. So I don't have a problem passing the information along. And I also, and I, I, you know, once I get to talking, Serena, I promise you, i just talk. I also talk (laughs) about, I also talk about how we as a black culture have now taken um what was uh what was what our forefathers fought for us you know to be able to have equal rights now how we as a black culture have taken that same thing and flipped it and Mm -hmm. now we're saying you know we're having a we're having a convention or we're having a conference but it's only for black women if you're not black you can't attend and so i see this so prevalent it is so prevalent and the attitudes are like no she's white she can't come Mm -hmm. but at the same time um can you remember when Fountain said white only and colored only right so initially what what are you doing? You're doing the same thing that we that our forefathers fought to get changed, right, but now you feel like you 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 know you've arrived, and now you can tell somebody well you can't come, you're Asian, this is for black women only. That's not how God set this thing up, and we've got to stop it because it's gonna be passed down to our children and our children's children, but we we talk like you know. Well, I'm for everybody, but at, at the same time, you're closing off these events and you're closing off all of these things and you're saying you can't come if you're not black. So I, I also delve into that and I um, told Don I know I'm probably going to lose a lot of people and catch a lot of flack behind that, but it is what it is. We cannot continue, especially kingdom. We cannot continue right. to be Christian and mm-hmm. say, well, if you're not black, you can't come to this. Well, I have a black church where you're white. You can't come fellowship with me. Really? Right. What are we doing?
0: Wow, wow, you just of, said a whole mm-hmm. mouthful. But what stuck out to me was the transformation, right? So raising daughters or just raising children, how you trans you, you put that in their their bloodline still. It's still a spirit. You put it in them and it just keeps going and going and going. So when does it stop? When does, right. you know, I can honestly say I grew up in um white neighborhood right I used to we used to call it unfortunately the ghetto with nice houses because we had houses but we were just all black but we didn't Mm -hmm. know you know and then when I was an adult and moved out I moved my son into a predominantly it was predominantly white neighborhood but it was around the time where Trayvon Martin got shot and to have that fear of he was walking out the house one day he put his hood on his head and I came charging down the hallway take that off
3: the mm-hmm. fact
0: that you have that fear, whether black or white, is so sad that even our children, you know, I would right. hate for my my three-year-old to be afraid where she don't even see color. Right. You know what I mean? So wow, that that transformation of to your children and your children's children, when does it change and everything that our forefathers and ancestors fought for?
3: Yeah. we're repeating work. the cycles. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Dawn, homegirl. This project right here. When is
1: the movie coming out? <laughs> look, I am. I am like the white chick called to do this. I'm just saying about <laughs> it. I'm like, whatever, you know. And and so I've had numerous people tell me, you know, you're the one to do it. You're the one to do it. I mean, it just is. Anybody that's called to do something. Um, you know, if they are a child of God, they, they need to be obedient. And so when this came to me, it was uncomfortable to me, because I knew there was going to be some controversy. But when you're called to do something, um, you know, it's not going to be easy. It, it's never going to be easy. And and so things weren't easy for Jesus. <laughs> so, you know, I mean, I just put myself out there. and And I think that I think that everyone's writing has just been fabulous. And in in reading it, white, black, Asian, you know, Hispanic. I don't think that anybody that's reading it um, would be offended by anything that these authors have written. They and and even if they are offended, that's on them, because every every woman and every author has the right to 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 tell the story of their own truth. Right. Nobody has to agree with it. You know, it's your truth. And, it, you know, it may upset some, but we were all raised, um, you know, in different ways and different backgrounds. And a lot of times I talk about instilled beliefs and it's and just like just said, it's up to us to make the change. And Carmen, Carmen has spoke about this as well. I mean, I, and I've shared it before that I was raised in the most racist household, probably in the history of time. Wow. But, but you have to understand That when, if you, if you know in your heart that you disagree or that there is nothing substantiating what's being instilled in you, Mm -hmm. you have to make the change. You have to not agree with it. Just no matter who it is, what family member, what parents, you know, um, you, you just, You have to make the change. You have to be the change. You have to make your own decisions. You have to understand yourself and what your beliefs are and and go with that and not listen. And that's why I say about this whole, you know, divide that we're in is that from my point of view and that what keeps coming to me is that we are all, you know, every race, we are all pawns in a game that is not God's game. It's not Mm -hmm. God's game. Okay. It's not his. This isn't something he put out. So we need to stand up. And and I see a lot of quotes and I see a lot of things that, if you really research it, they're untruths. But Mm. we believe it. We go on social media or we hear it on the news. And, you know, depending on what news channel you listen to, it's whatever their agenda is. That's what they're going to let you. Right. -hmm. Just making our own decisions and making our own changes. Um, and not going like Keetra's, you know, she made the she made the difference. You know, I've made the difference in my life. My entire, you know, childhood was filled with racism of in all every way, shape, or form. But I refuse to bring my son into that world. Right. He he has no idea. He has no idea. He's never witnessed it. He's never any of it and he never will and so then now i know when i look at my 5 year old grandson i know that his life is going to be different than what mine was because my son's is and what he's passing on to his son and then him to his son
3: awesome. you
1: know so it makes a huge difference you know it, things are small but you can make a huge difference you know if everybody just comes together And and gets it figured out and figures out that we're not playing in the pawn game anymore. We're not, we're not doing it. It's not God's will. Mm -hmm. God, my spirit is so stirred. I'm trying to keep it together. So,
0: (laughs) so something just came to me because you said we're pawns in the game. Like if people would go to the word of God, I mean, truly go to the word of God and see how what's going on in the world today from COVID to politics, to, families to careers to finance if you would see this was all already written and I do believe that you ladies are just making a whole other path for yourself and I'm excited for y'all I got the book I have not read it yet because I need no school no husband no children no work (laughs) and I just want to curl up so I'm excited to read it I'm just stirred up oh wow y'all got my heart heavy but with joy does that make sense Makes sense. It's, it's a tough topic, but it needs to be talked about. Hi, Miss Carmen. Hi, how are you? I'm good. Tell us what "Drop the Mask, Share the crown means to you, dear. What was it? What was so, it like sorry. for you? What what What's your chapter about? What was your process, even developing your chapter? So um, once Don came to me, I immediately knew what I was going to write about. Just because I had many things to write about, but this was one of the things that I know I needed to write about. So uh, my chapter comes from a, a religious uh, angle um, and the the weight that the church can put on you if you allow it. So my husband is an associate pastor and I'm, I'm not a first lady, but you have the people of the people in the church or the members of the church are, try, are trying to put me in that position. And I'm like, it's not your job to put, put me in that position, nor is it mine. If I'm called, God will let me know that I'm called. So the readers will see that um, I've, overcame the spirit of offense that I allowed in. Um, Mm -hmm. And I also talk about um, overcoming, overcoming the spirit of offense, but also that the battlefield, the battlefield is really in your mind. It's really mental. So I, that my struggle was with them trying to put me in a different, um, you know, put me as a first lady or or put me in a role that I didn't, that I didn't feel that I had called me to. Mm -hmm. So that was one of my struggles. Um, one of the things that I had to choose is to not be offended. I had to choose, That's a, offense is a choice. I had to learn later on. So I chose not to be offended. And I really struggled with being good enough just because my husband is, like I said, he's associate pastor. So I'm thinking like, should I be, should we be married? Should I be, you know, like, should he have married someone else? Although when we got together, of course, neither one of us was saved. So it, it just happened this way life happened this way mm-hmm. and, and it was almost like people would put me in a box and I started to try to be this other person I felt like I had three faces I had one that I showed the church um one that I showed the world and friends and family and then the true face for me was or the third face was the true face for me that was who I really was and mm-hmm. so now I've learned to be more transparent and being more transparent has allowed me to uh, be more relatable to some people that are struggling with certain things or I've shared a lot of um, lessons learned and a lot of things that have went wrong in my life. And I've shared that testimony, which has helped and healed other people. So I knew that I needed to share this so that it can help and heal other people that are feeling this type of way, whether it's the same situation that I'm in or another situation that they've been offended in the church and to teach, tell them or to let them know you don't have to leave the church. You can be healed right there. You know, if it's a if it's a healthy environment, <laughs> you can be healed right there. But It's a mindset change. So I had to change my mindset and I had to not allow people to offend me. So um, I really go deep in, into that and um, and just kind of how I felt, kind of how me and my husband got together t- as the backstory, but then how I overcame, um, you know, being offended. Listen, let me tell you something, and I'm sure you ladies can relate. Offense will have somebody hemmed up. Mm-hmm. That is nothing but bondage. Um, yes, with, ma'am. And it comes into that. When you're thinking about what people say, how you move, how you work, what you do, what you look like, that will have you stuck. You know, and if you don't right. deal with that at either at a young age or like um Ms. Carmen said, in that moment or in those, you know, in some intricate times, you're gonna be messed up for your life. And I can honestly say, um I, y'all, y'all ring women know how I do, I always put it on me, right? So I was always the ugly one, the fat one, the nappy headed one. Imagine if I would have let that go with me from being 10 years old to 43. And I had to do some work because it did bother me. Right. So that offense or when people say things about you, and you killed me because people will say stuff about you and don't know you from a can of paint.
3: Right. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yep. They, I you, a distraction.
0: they don't know you from a can of paint. They couldn't tell you nothing about you, but all they're doing is going off what somebody said, what somebody else thought and somebody else's perception of you. Perception is a whole nother bargain. We're not, that's exactly. a whole nother episode. <laughs> yes, I just had to learn that, um, that that was a distraction. I know what I had laying before me, what God had, my promises, the promises that are things that God had promised me. So I knew that that was a distraction and a trick of the enemy. So I know that I had to go harder, pray or go harder, pray harder and move smarter. So that was one of the things. Oh, I that like I, that. Say that again. Uh, go harder, pray harder and move smarter. Oh, Raymond Woman, y'all better write that down. Make sure you put <laughs> on your credit though. That's a good one. I like that. Say it one more time. Go harder, pray harder, and move smarter. Child, that's that uh floor ministry. Prostrate because <laughs> I need you to fix this ASAP. Because <laughs> I do it. Somebody ain't gonna up. And if is me, y'all have a work in progress. The is still dealing with me. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Dr. Mentor, how are you, honey?
4: I am well. And I want to thank you. I take the sentiments of the other ladies just to say thank you for inviting us.
0: Oh, thank y'all. I'm, I'm so appreciative. Like I told you, all I'm so full every time I do an episode either by myself or with other guests, it takes me like 30 minutes just to get myself together after everything is over because God, you are so awesome. If truth be told y'all, I did not want to do no podcast. I didn't want any of this. It came to me, my spirit, in March, and he has blown it up, made it global. So I just give him the glory. This is not about me; it's about moving around the world.
4: Amen. Amen.
0: Dr. Minter, tell us, like, what was your process? (laughs) What did you go through? I can't imagine what your chapter is about.
4: Uh, John, is she ready? <laughs> I'm,
1: I'm going to tell you, I'm going to tell you, Serene. Dr. Mentor is, uh, she was also in my first book, Finally Free. And um, she was my very first author. And so she was the first one to believe in me and my vision. So I, I have a special place in my heart for Dr. Mentor. Um, fabulous writer. And um, I'm going to tell you her chapter in drop the mask i don't know if you're ready for it i i don't know if you're ready for it Ooh. it um, it is a first time transparency for her and we we talked about it we didn't we documented her we talked about it you know she she sent it over so i'm gonna let her tell you but um yeah Y'all need to get ready for that chapter. Come on, Dr. Winter, share with
4: us. Okay, well, um, it's something that had been now in my heart for um, 30, almost 32 years. And it's a um, kind of a secret that I I had not told to a a member in my family. And um, the chapter, the title of the chapter is When the road to damasking leads to destiny and purpose. So, yes, yes. So, you know, having attended seminary, um, I studied a lot about the Apostle Paul and I did not really understand why, why so much. But it was more about the transformation from Saul, the Sanhedrin.
0: Mm -hmm, mm -hmm.
4: on the road to Damascus, where he really did find his true purpose and then became um, the apostle for the modern day uh, church. So like myself, um, I had been a civil servant for many, many, many years doing what I thought was the right thing to do. Um, I was actually a child protective service worker during the crack era, going into marginalized homes and removing babies. Oh, wow. And um, what happened, <laughs> my road to damasking was when I was mistaken for a marginalized individual and my baby was taken from me. Oh, wow. wow. <laughs> um, and to, to write about that. Now, of course, it, was, it wasn't because I was using drugs, but I was mistaken for someone who was using drugs. Because if you can remember, um, anybody who's had had a baby knows that it's a very chaotic time. And you might not be answering the questions the right way, because you're concentrating on breathing and, and all types of things. And, you know, you say one thing the wrong way, or something presents a certain way, or because your wedding band is too small, because your fingers are so large, they assume that you know, that you're something that you're not. And it started with that and then giving birth to a child and developing a wound infection through a C-section, which caused her to be removed from me and put me into a psychiatric situation. Um, And from that, I got, yeah my child, I I got the child back. It was no big deal. It was actually just about five days that I was uh, separated from her. But that was my demasking. And from that day in that hospital, I decided no more would I ever remove another person's child never again. And I switched sides, um, wow. went back, got my master's degree, worked in foster care settings, became a mother to the motherless, and took on the responsibility of reuniting families. So um, offering um psychiatric services because I I went on to become a clinician offering psychiatric services to mothers who were marginalized who may have lost their children and to help in the unification process. So I believe that God does all things well. Mm -hmm. And sometimes you have to take a walk in somebody else's shoes before you can find your destiny. So that's what my chapter is about. And I'm I just must say that I had never Told my daughter the story. So, oh. the, the day that the book came out, I gave it to her and she came back to me crying oh. and said, Thank you. Now I know what it is that you do. Hmm. So, it was a story that needed to be told and I held on to it for 32 years.
1: Wow. wow. I was ready. I told you, I told you, you wouldn't be ready. And it's such, it's, that's the thing about this book is that, you know, my eyes are welled up now it's her story. It's her personal story. But again, it, it all goes back to all of these things in our lives, go back to collaboration. We don't do anything on our own. And so she experienced what she experienced because God was showing her that this, your purpose is not to take these babies from these women. Your purpose is to help these women get their babies back, to help them become better mothers, to help them with whatever they need. But he had to show her first. And Mm -hmm. and so that's why I say none of our journeys are easy. It's never going to be. So if anybody's looking for easy, you're going to miss your purpose. You're going to miss it. And, and so this was so touching to me And the, in the thing about being the visionary and Serene, you will see the thing about being a visionary is when you get these chapters turned into you before the book is even compiled. And I, and I would get these chapters. And when I got her chapter, I just, I mean, it just broke me down. I, I mean, that was it. I was in tears and, and it, it, because this is a huge breakthrough And uh, for her, it's a breakthrough for a reader. It's a breakthrough for um, a woman of God to read this and understand that not always what we choose to do is our purpose. We make these choices sometimes, but other times we think it's our choice, but it's not. It's his choice. It was his choice to have um, Dr. Mentor, I believe, do the job that she was doing and take those babies and then have the experience of having her child taken so she could really walk in her purpose of of trying to unify these families, she wouldn't have understood had she not taken the babies, had she not having her baby taken. When she got to the point of her purpose to reunite these families, she probably wouldn't have went at it as hard. She probably wouldn't have put everything that she does into doing what she does because she wouldn't have had the full understanding. She wouldn't have fully understood her why. So God showed her every step of the way he showed her and it falls right into the, to the, she's, you know she said, I don't know if this is gonna, you know go in line with your book. I'm like, are you kidding me? Mm. This is like the ultimate collaboration because what you were against and what do we do as women We may be against another woman that we know nothing about. And the next thing, you know, we get to know her, we get to understand her and we turn around and we like her. And then we work with, you know, we're friends. And then we work together because we've let the walls be dropped. And so that the mask, the mask is dropped. So that's exactly um, her story is really all the, the chapters were fabulous, but hers just to me, um, really came from a different direction, you know, a different direction. I was like, oh my gosh! Yeah, I read a, it. That's it a gut like,
2: punch. Yeah,
0: that's a gut punch. Listen, mm-hmm. you said something. I, I'm so stuck right now. Y- y'all are just awesome. And like, did you hear me when I asked when the movie coming out? <laughs> did you hear? Me? Let's, let's be clear that it was said on the raven word for women.
1: Okay, when the movie coming out? When these women are telling these stories? The, doc- the documentaries in the works. Hey, <laughs> Shando, that's what, I'm talking about. <laughs> that's what I wanted to hear. Okay, okay. Yeah. Listen,
0: I'm just so in awe of you, of you all because your boldness to tell these stories, each and every one of you, to be so transparent, to take off your own blinders, to go through your own process. It takes a lot. You know, you said something, Ms. When you said that the going through the process and we have to go through these things and what we don't realize, and we still go through it now, we can have all the accolades, the books, the degrees, the careers, the family, the money, We can have all that. But even when you go through all those processes, it's still not for you because you didn't come up like that. You had to go through some things to get there and nobody ever sees what you had to go through to get there no one ever wants to look at the backdrop or plush rewind they just want to see the commercials don't shake your head at me Keith just come on because I know you got something to say they they never want to they never want to play those parts you know so I'm getting I'm trying to keep it together because y'all just got me so full and I'm just excited for each and every one of you because this is a not even a game shift. This is and a God, God. shift. Hey, I didn't about see. This is a God shift. And whatever right. he's going to do to y'all, in y'all, as a group, individually, as a community, let him do it. Do not right. be shy, be bold, go face forward, do not turn your face away, face like Flint. Have your way, Lord, because this right here. There's no words for it. So Dawn, I applaud you. I applaud you ladies. I'm gonna go around each one of you. Let's get some final words because I want to be mindful of your time because I'm about to go into heavenly language and everything else. I'm trying to keep it together. (laughs) (laughs) Miss Liz, can you give us your final
2: final thoughts on tonight? Uh, I think it's been powerful. Um, You know, I can't wait. I, I've got my book. I've got to go back now and read Dr. Mentor's story, even though I know it's going to be a difficult story. I'm used to reading all these anthologies with boxes of tissues these days. Um, but I do look forward to it. I believe that that Dawn obeyed at just the right time in looking at our our country today and in the in the world around us and, and what's going on. I think this has been, um, I think this book is. Is great. I think it's going to make some differences in a lot of lives, and um, it wouldn't surprise me if it does more than just be a book. Right, right.
3: Mm.
0: Carmen, do you can you give us some fast some uh, last words, dear?
3: Yeah, um,
0: I just think it's amazing how all the all the women all these women got together, all of us got together, and poured our heart and soul into uh, a book that can help educate and, and like I said, heal someone and. I just love the way that we all support each other. Like these ladies have supported me and I supported them more than my own friends and family. So oh, like we're okay. all, yeah. So, it's, and yeah. I just met, we just met, I, well, I just met them. Um, And I don't, you know, we all kind of just met each other. Some, some of them have done mm-hmm. anthologies before together, but um, I can only speak from my, on my behalf. I've just met them and they have been um, just, empowering. I've had one-on-one conversations with with some of the ladies, and it's just been empowering, and I just thank Don for putting this together, and I'm so glad that God gave me the yes, um, to the go-ahead to tell my story, so um, I'm just excited. Um, on the future of the, I know the book is going to do even more, even more better, it's, that's not even the word, but better. <laughs> better it's cool. than
1: it's already doing.
0: <laughs> it's cool. That
1: is so a word. That is my like so <laughs> Vocabulary Mo better. Right. let's sure. slip out.
0: <laughs> right. Girl, you is fine. Cause you can be, I can be professional one minute. And next you know, a whole ebonic <laughs> <whole, laughs> right, right. Listen, right. Today, I'll give you the prime example. Today I was on the phone. I was being cussed out by a parent. And I professionally said to her, ma'am, this phone is about to disconnect. <laughs> I didn't even know I said it until the teacher who was standing in the room with me was like she was in my office. She was like professionally disconnect and hang up on them. I'm like, sorry. I thinking, how come? Right, <laughs> I was professional. Alex. Right, but I got her attention and she took she brought her tone down and I didn't hang good. up. <laughs> good. <laughs> wow. Listen, but I'm I'm gonna this phone's gonna disconnect so. Um, <laughs> You got to, you got to take it how it comes. So more right? Better.
4: Right. <laughs> exactly. Dr. Mentor, can you give us some closing words, dear? Uh, yeah. I'm going to say the same thing that God keeps giving to me because I know that it's true and that you can't have a rainbow without the storm. The, the rainbows don't come without right. the rain. So embrace your storms. There's lessons to be learned and remember them when you're walking in that rainbow.
3: Mm. Come on, Evangelist teachers. This has been awesome. I've enjoyed each and every one of my co authors. And, Serene, again, we thank you for having us. And I just want to say that what we need to know and recognize is that all of this is from the enemy. Mm. He utilizes each person as a vehicle. We have to be um, savvy and, and we have to be smarter and we have to be. More better than anyone. There you go. Come okay. on. Okay. We got to, we have got to have our discernment turned up so we know that when he comes, it's him and it's not that person. It's that person being used by him. So, what am I saying? That we have to war in the spirit against these things. We cannot war against one another because that's what he wants. He wants to pit us against one another because he knows that if we ever become united, And we get out of being untied because that's something God gave me. He said, when you unscramble, untied, it becomes united. So if we can ever become united and stop being untied, we can put the devil on the run and we can really leak arms Mm -hmm. and be that force Mm -hmm. to be reckoned with because women, look, we're powerful. And if we can Mm -hmm. stand alone and be powerful, what do you think we could do when we really come together and allow our creator to uh, use us and to uh, maneuver us in our God-ordained purpose, you know, from the foundation of the world, if we allow him to maneuver us that way, then there's nothing that the devil can face us with that we can't look back at him and say, you're defeated. We're going to do this thing and we're going to do it together. So we just got to uh, recognize and know that, that we're, we're vehicles that we allow him to use us but we, you know, we just got to come to the realization that, you know, it's, and, and he, he's doing his job. His time is almost up. So he's just pulling hey! out all the stops. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. We just got to know that, look, he's already defeated. We got to walk in the purpose and in, in victory. Not, from, mm-hmm. not, not trying to find victory. We already got it. We just got to walk in that victory enough, and, and just enough. know that everything that he's doing is coming to naught anyway. And we just have to be the powerful warriors that God has already ordained us to be. And, um we got these about to make me, me go my shoe
0: and run. <laughs> I ain't messing
3: with you. <laughs> <We got laughs> her.
0: She's about to make me run around this office, y'all. Good night. <laughs> so, can you give us some, some closing words?
1: Wow, this has just been amazing. And and Serene, thank you so much. You've been amazing as well. I am I couldn't be more honored and more proud um to to be the visionary, and, and I say visionary, but the word is vessel. The Thank word you. is vessel. Mm-hmm. Um, in both of my books, I feel that, you know, I was called to do it and, and called like right now on both of them, even when I tried to argue, um, it didn't work. And and so um, just being the vessel for all of these stories and and especially this book with the movement that, that it's going to create. It really is. And, um, you know, I just, my vision is for everyone to see things differently than the way they're seeing them now. It's kind of like that thing. If you want right. something to change, you got to do different. If you right. want different, you gotta do different. Mm-hmm. And so doing what we're doing now is not working. It's mm-hmm. not working. Mm-hmm. And, and so we have to do different um, so that, that would be my closing statement is just, if you want different, you got to do different and don't walk in fear. Fear is nothing uh, but the enemy literally in the form of fear. And so, yes, I was, you know, a little apprehensive about this project, um, but I know whose project it is. So, um, oh. you know, got got to walk through that. The enemy ain't got nothing on me. So what you say? Hey, come on.
2: <laughs> hey.
0: <laughs> y'all, I just I just love you, ladies. This is my first time meeting some of you, but I just love on y'all. I thank y'all. Rainbow women, y'all heard it here. Get the book, drop the mask, share the crown. Y'all know how we do. Listen, if you do not know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. All you have to do is confess with your mouth and believe with your heart that he is Lord and you are saved. Relationship is locked and loaded. Let's get it. Let's do what we got to do. Let him change your life, fix some things, shape some things, move some things, and bring some things on end. I love, love, love y'all. And I thank you ladies for being here. This is not the last time I will talk to you all, whether it be community, community, individually other projects i'm just excited and i pray that god touch each and everything that you all are doing and what's coming out of this project and may his may his glory manifest on everything you put your hand to the plow to do thank you Amen. Thank, thank you amen okay ladies i'll meet you here next saturday 3 p.m you know how we do <laughs>